Hello, and welcome back to episode eight of the JRB podcast with myself, Ryan Levine, uh, Jeff Jones, and Bowden Temnick. What's up? Um, so today we're going to go over the announcements at Jump Festa last weekend. Uh, there was nothing super, super world, world ending, like, you know, no new mechanics or whatever, but a bunch of cool uh, products that it sounds like based on another thing we're going to talk about, um, which will be the announcement of the quarter century promotion, um, which we've already received some announcements for in the TCG. It sounds like some of this stuff might, you know, we might actually get it as well, but we will have to wait and see. So Jeff, I know you've got a couple, you've got some information on some of the announcements if you want to take it away. Yeah. So this is kind of just like general stuff uh, announced at Jump Festa 2023. And I think uh, one of the first interesting thing that, um, stood out to me especially for collectors is a uh, dark magician special stainless steel uh plaque and it, it'll, it's similar to the platinum blue eyes that we had only ten thousand of them will be made they'll come with serial numbers um i think they're around a hundred and fifty dollars and translated to like american money yeah. um and uh so if this is something that you're interested in um if you like, if let's say you didn't like the platinum blue eye, I don't remember how much did we spend on the platinum blue eyes. I can't so remember how much the platinum blue eyes was a thousand dollars, and only, a thousand, and only a thousand were made in each region. So it sounds like this is about a tenth of the cost, and they're printing mm-hmm. ten times and as many. And also gate cap so. to Japan as well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, but as we'll as we'll get to, to to put it to put it in perspective though. So like, uh, Japan had you know three other ones before we had platinum blue eyes yeah. they had a uh, a gold blue eyes a silver blue eyes and then a uh, a stainless steel dark magician girl and their pricing has fluctuated quite a lot uh the gold and the silver were a lot more what do i want to like more scarce in in terms of like the amount that they had made um so those retained price quite well but they have dropped significantly since covid and then the dark magician girl the one that you would assume would be the most expensive is probably the cheapest now um so i think konami really identified it's like we could have this at a lower price point and we'll just sell ten thousand straight away and it won't like go to like a scalper secondary market this is more like an ornamental piece which i can, I can appreciate I, li- I like stuff like this one is cheaper um because if it's only 1500 yen you can actually just remove the dark magician from the thing and use this to display your own cards and people don't do that but i've seen some ocg people do it with some crazy prize cards it looks <laughs> sick yeah so something I think that uh, I I think that because these seem to be do, doing very well well over in Japan, this is something I think will translate over into TCG. Um, the the blue eyes here mm. sold out basically immediately and caused a, quite a big controversy. A lot of people were really upset about in it. Every region, the site, yeah, yeah, in every region, yeah. It, it the it didn't the website didn't function correctly immediately. Some people didn't even realize that they got it, including me, until including I got me. an email. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, I got an email saying, "Oh, here you go," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, sweet, yeah. okay." And ended up just being like whoever put it on their waitlist. Like it was so bizarre. Yeah. It was like. The North American it, site it was, was very, very weird. Uh, but there, there was like a big enough gap where I I think like the price point was maybe too high for what it was. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But I, I, I like items like that. I like when Yu-Gi-Oh releases 
uh, what do they call it? Like luxury items. Because other games tend to get stuff like, like you'll see like Magic. That's um, what I was going to say next, where Magic yeah. does a lot of their own stuff yeah. on their own website. And I think Yu-Gi-Oh! could make a killing doing that, especially with something like this. If they put out well, 10,000 well, of Has- these. Hasbro does like Hasbro Direct, eBay Direct, right? That was like a big thing. Like it would, it would just be like a partnership with eBay. Like so Konami could do that. Um, But I, I think instead they go with the people they already have like contracts with right i, I think for latin america it was like the the distributed devere for north america was it on core tcg or their own website it was their own website but um oh, okay. uh, but a bunch but, of the comic con maps on... they do through core yeah because for, for europe it was ones. on uh tournament center which is the the company that uh helps run all the ycs events and like national championships and stuff like that and they do like organized play for some regions so it was on their website I mean, that um, and that went pretty smoothly yeah, like I, I think it's easier for them to get another company to fulfill it, um, because my understanding is like Konami will get the the place to make them. They will get made, and they get made in Japan, like really good quality. Like they're amazing. You know, they come with like the certificate stamped by the dude. Ones? Like, this is, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it yeah, was, it's like yeah. this is made by a guy in Japan. It's like, oh god, please look it out for me. Um, yeah. yeah, and they just ship it, and then it's fulfilled by that company. So, but I, I agree, like a direct thing, like Hasbro would probably would yeah. make sense, especially be because they there is the shop yugioh.com website, mm. and that's where you can buy. They already have their own website where they sell other stuff on there, and like I think apparel. yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, apparel, they also have collector's things. They have, like, the metal cards and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and those are weird because those aren't even, like, those aren't even, I don't know how to, like, made by, hold on. I, I actually no, have so, so, some, so, so, like, Those are made by desk. the company. Those are made by the company Fanatics. Yeah, that's um, what, yeah, that one. Yes. They're a European company. Um, But I think, like, with, like, all the licensing agreements and stuff like that, like, yeah, technically it's not made by Konami, but, like, I mean, it's you know an official I mean? product, obviously. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, an yeah. official product. Yeah, yeah. because those are those are the same people that make the um the the pre-reg coins, right? So it's just like, oh, it's cool that they're integrating yeah. something like that. So sort of sort of shows it's like, oh, we could have some like other ridiculous stuff that Japan has, depending on um who they you know up to have like in the Western side, right? Like who they give their licensing to. Uh, we could have you know the cool like bath towels and stuff like that that Japan has that are just like ridiculous. The umbrella yeah. that Ryan is addicted. Oh my god, to, I want that umbrella so smoke. bad. So there, yeah, there, that, was that, a, there was a, there was a cool Duel Links like Twitter campaign, Japan only, for a Blue Eyes alternative dragon umbrella, and I saw mm-hmm. it online one day, and I was like, that is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I must have this, and I check and converted to U.S. Stuff. dollars. It was like three thousand dollars, and I'm like, I guess I will. <laughs> Die alone and sad <laughs> without my blue eyes alternative dragon umbrella. Standing in the rain. <laughs> I literally standing in the rain. <laughs> but yes. Something else I think that like this I'm surprised this shop Yu Gi Oh website doesn't do is I they, again, they could have made so much money if they put that rescue rat but plush oh my gosh, up yes. on, on, on this instead of giving it away. Like so much money. Like yeah. the, the Pokemon Center website, they make a killing on all yeah. the plushes that, that they sell. And Konami could do the same thing. Just make official, like, Karibo, so, Dark Magician Girl, you, official you know stuff, the and they will problem? make so much money. The biggest problem is there are so many uh, other companies with the Yu-Gi-Oh! licensing right yeah. now making stuff like that that you don't know half of it exists. I'll look on Twitter, and jo- yeah. John Moore loves posting these. It he will does, be, yeah. It will be, like, random companies making these places he's like hey if you go to gamestop they have this one like they have these plushes it's like a jaden one and so i was like 
that's ridiculous because like one i wouldn't have known if you didn't tell me because i'm not actively looking for it but like now i want it you know what i mean it's yeah. like if you just have it all condensed in one place which they i would which they it. appear to do it's like because they have their own website which i have bought stuff from a number of times like the first week that it went up i was i thought it was super cool and nishad and i made a pretty big order together um and i think i got the it went up around the time uh did you get the hanukkah hoodie <laughs> no i didn't get the hanukkah hoodie i i almost no, did yeah well we actually bought the it's like the it's one of the christmas hoodies from that yeah. the website yeah. did, and it's, it's like uh, the deck the halls one is that what it uh, is yeah That's i think there's a kaiba one and then there's also a my one that we got oh so, the my the my one was for valentine's day i thought but but maybe and, i don't but, know no, no, no yeah, the, my one is Valentine's, but there's and also there a uh, I, think one? A, I think it's a Christmas one that's Kaiba, I believe. I, I'm Ooh, not, yeah. I can't really, it, but yeah, oh, the... yeah, it is Kaiba. It's like it says like, oh, you're naughty or something. <laughs> like you're on the naughty list. <laughs> I got the Wing Dragon of Raw. Um, they had a Wing Dragon of Raw like New York Comic Con like collab. I don't type thing when that happened a few years ago. So in 2021, I believe. So I got a face mask for that and the hoodie, and then I've got a couple like mugs. And uh, my my favorite one is I bought a little sticker, one of those like decals that just says Kaiba Corp R and D, and I just put it on like I have this um when when uh I don't even one of the teams I was on I don't remember which one at this point was sponsored by Monster for like a couple months. They sent us product samples of something i'm not even sure ever got released and it is a five wide deck box so it's not oh, a double yeah, deck just, box just it's not a triple deck not box monster energy. no not monster, monster energy protector. monster protector right, yes yeah, 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 yeah. um yeah so they sent us a five slot deck box and over top the middle of the five slot deck box i have the kaiba corp r&d department sticker on it and it makes me giggle every time because i'm very very dumb but you know, that's it. That's what I've purchased from the Yu-Gi-Oh! apparel store. And it makes me happy. And I wish I could also buy Reshkarit plushie, but oh well. So, yes. to kind of, I guess, like, we've spent a long time on, the, on, on this, I guess, but... Um, it yeah. kind of transitioned from the Dark Magician <laughs> special card yes. to, like... Which might come out, which we can talk about that later. Like, I think it's, it wouldn't be unheard of if, the, if I, we I, got I was it. going to say that. I, th- I was yeah. going to say, if you like this, I think this will be the next step for those, like, special high-end cards. And I think they will yeah. also go in a more affordable direction because I think they make more money that way. Probably. And make more people happy. Yeah, Um. So uh, after that, uh, the next thing that I thought was somewhat interesting and kind of annoyed me was how uh, they are getting our YCS prize card, another verse dragon, and they're getting it at like a local level, like a shop participant common version and shop winners getting super rare version. (laughs) Which um and they, i was like wow we really just can't have anything nice yeah. japan always has to rain on our parade so so the reason they're doing that uh more than anything and obviously there's probably like other factors to it maybe they wouldn't have done it you know if covid didn't happen um previous years would be uh the replica of the world championship card from the prior year uh when, when they would do stuff like that so you had like oh, the amato yeah. akami yeah so you had like those uh in ultra rare form they come sealed they looked amazing um they and, they very replica nice. and, and and beforehand um you know how you would have like the the super rare copies of the previous world's card 
uh, that was like similar concept, but that was only for Japan nationals. And I think now it's just like, oh, you have like the shop tournament, which is meant to like qualify you for their nats or something, uh, like satellite tournament thing. Yeah, it's, it's like a it's like a whole level to it. But it is disappointing that they would uh, they would you know get rid of the uh, another verse dragon so quickly because that, that was like a, a nice seller in Japan. You know, like maybe the market for prize cards is lolling in North America, maybe in, you know Europe. But in Japan, you know, it's still going strong. And now they have, you know, the one card that they didn't have in Japanese. Like, oh, okay. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, because the prize cards previously um, had always just been, like, cards that had a regular distribution in Japan. Maybe they were, like, a like a Shonen Jump promo. They were almost always Shonen Jump promos. Um, not, not all the time, but usually they were Shonen Jump promos. Mm. And then for whatever reason, they were just, like, kind of plucked to be the prize cards for us. Like, the ones I remember, I believe... Um, Diablosis was like the a valuable yeah. book promo in Japan, which mm. every every so often in Japan they have something called the valuable book, and it's like a it's like a price guide, and then it has like a promo in it. And I'm pretty yeah. sure that was where Diablosis was from, and maybe even Giant Hand was was in a similar thing, or maybe just Giant Hand was just a jump promo. But I know a bunch of them have just been jump promos. Yeah, pretty much. I think it's just like another licensing thing. Yeah. It's just like, oh, how are we going <laughs> to introduce this to Westerners? It's yeah. like, yeah, prize card. All right, mm -hmm. I guess so. Which is good that they're not doing that anymore. Yeah, I, I, think I, like, I like this better. We, 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 I think we've been through like the whole prize card thing in a prior episode, but mm -hmm. it's like cool that it is something unique enough. Um, it doesn't have to have playability. I would like to see something a little bit more unique, um, and that might touch on the uh, the the other topic. I, like, I, I don't know if we want to keep going through... Uh, the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh organization stuff, though, with like the the Jump Fest stuff. Jeff, do you want to? Yeah, I mean, so I'm so, sure Jump Festa was also announced. Mm -hmm. um, two th the next two things we want to talk about are uh, the new Teller Knight support, because on our previous podcast we talked about our new Forbidden list, on which we mm -hmm. got Ptolemaeus back, and I made a comment saying, well, you know what, bring this back to three, we could see Teller Knight support of the next set, and lo and behold. Yeah. Uh, here, here we go. Teller Knight and slash consular support. Um, so I think let's uh, talk about that because I think me and Brian are most interested in that first, and then we'll move on to the the next topic after. So first, hey, thing, I'm interested. First thing I want to say, which I have always, I have wondered, I've been like, okay, upset is too strong of a word. I've been mildly irritated by this ever since uh, Ptolemaeus came back, which was. So, the the cards that, like, Ptolemaeus is, or no, uh, Diamond, sorry, ever since Diamond came, came out, Diamond is like Satellar Knight Constellar Diamond. Yes. But if its name was Constellar, Constellar Knight, Knight, it would have <laughs> both Constellar and Teller Knight in the name anyway. So there is no need to have named it that. Unless there is some deep lore that I'm missing with like how they're written in Japanese, and I just don't understand anything at all. Right, but right, Japan, Japan absolutely could be saying no; it has to be. Like yeah, this. because but then it's like now we're getting two of the new Talonite monsters. They're 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 new monsters. There's Talonite Lyra and Talonite Altea. And then they're they have like the rules text of this card is always treated as a constellar card, and I just feel like perhaps they could just be named. Text. Perhaps they could just be named Constellar Knight, but 
I, I, whatever. Like, we'll wait till these get released in English, I guess. But, um, I don't want to go over, like, their effects individually, because I don't, like, if you want to see their effects individually, you can very easily find that information. I think, um, the only thing that I really wanted to touch on, um, is, like, one thing that we also mentioned about the Ptolemaeus thing was we were just talking about, like, well, you know, it also has that weird seven material effect, but, like, the Talonites aren't very good, so I don't think that will ever happen. And, lo and behold, with the new Talonite support, you can literally just draw, like, two, there are, like, two card combos. Two card combos, Of, yeah. like, not even, so, there are some, like, weird... Like OCG only combos that end on like Raga Miniad with seven materials with Gossip Shadow. And it's like, in order to do those combos, you have to play a lot of pretty questionable cards that like you probably won't actually want to play. But the combos that do the seven material Ptolemaeus were it's just an engine cards, the, basically. The Talernite cards you're already going to be playing if you play this deck. Like, if you are playing the Talernite deck, an opening hand of like, Talernite Lyra and Talernite Anunculi is a pretty reasonable hand for you to draw. And that combo, sending using only Talernite and Constellar cards that were probably already going to be in your deck, ends on a seven material Ptolemaeus and skips your opponent's turn. And based on how some of these cards work, being the Talernite Skybridge and two of the new cards, one of the Exceeds adds back Talers and Constellars from your graveyard, and one of the new spells lets you turn Teller or Constellar monsters into different ones from the extra deck, you can literally loop Ptolemaeus because mm -hmm. of how the cards get yeah. put back in your extra deck what and do, put back on your the, hand. Uh, the part of Avarice as well, like the, the one yeah. that no one would ever play. Yeah, yeah so like you, five, you, five, you don't five, need to play that one. You don't even need to play that one to, to just loop Ptolemaeus, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because their new extra deck bouncer, when one says like when you summon him you can add a teller knight and or a consular card from your graveyard to yeah. your hand so you could just keep adding cards back to your hand or your extra deck to keep all your resources going basically yeah. so uh well, like you you assume on a turn skip you would just kill them right right like but even if even if you can't like maybe oh, it's right. just safer to just skip their turn again and make an attack for 550 because I mean, yeah, probably because then it skips their turn again. You know what I mean? Like you from 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 what I can gather from 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 watching it is like you can literally skip their turn. Then it's your turn. Then you attack for five fifty. Then you do the whole combo again and skip their turn, and just do that. <laughs> it's literally just Yadagarasu, but twenty twenty three and going first. <laughs> No, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe it is terrible. Like, maybe. Yeah. That you don't have to draw and also summon when the moon has aligned. Yeah. yeah. Like, maybe it is terrible. Like, maybe, you know, these are all light monsters and uh, Vistuls haven't been hit yet for us. Um, Tier Element hasn't been hit yet. Kashira hasn't been hit yet. Like, these don't come out until our May set. So, as we talked about last week, this won't be until That'll our, be our WCQ. Well, it could be very scary if it extends to our nationals. Oh, sentence. that's a good point, going yes. To, into our nationals and, like, this is, like, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd be so upset. If this is, like, a world's deck that just skips their turn, I'll be so upset. Oh, my God. And then Ptolemaeus gets banned again. Yeah. Literally, maybe. What if it, like, what if it just gets banned again? I, I thought about that, too. It's just, like, what? Like, I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand. 
I feel like this would be a reason why you don't bring back Ptolemaeus. But again, maybe they're just not good enough. Maybe maybe if if our lists don't butcher the current decks we have enough. Cause Japan, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit frightful for because they get these cards in like in like a, a couple weeks and their their forbidden list just massacred all their good decks. Yeah, I don't know their decks, I don't know what beats their, this. Their like, best decks right now are like the uh like tri brigade leaderless deck and the like labyrinth deck and that's like what they're playing right now yeah <laughs> can you imagine like going from like basically like full power kashira and tier limit mm -hmm. to like going to decks that were like from two years ago yeah like, like, I, mean, like, tri -brigade. <laughs> I mean like i feel like sword slow might even be okay there i don't really remember what got hit i'm pretty sure it was just like emergence because i'm pretty sure protos is still legal so i'm pretty sure sword soul is probably still good there but who knows? Also a deck from over a year ago at this point. But yeah, so all in all, um, if these are all of the Constellar cards and support, maybe they won't be quite as crazy as we're being led to believe based on these very, uh, I guess I'll say like visceral combo videos that look like you just skip your opponent's turn. However, uh, if there are more Teller and Constellar cards in the set that were not revealed from this uh, stream from Jump Festa, I feel like like if they gave them... One thing I'm kind of surprised on is they didn't give them... Because one thing they love doing is just giving these decks, like, a, a Link monster. Because neither Constellar nor Satellar have a Link monster. They somehow were... Neither of those decks got one in, in the Link Reigns era um, at all. Which I think is kind of shocking, because, like, Evil Swarm did, Shadal did, Burning Abyss did. You know, like, all of the decks around them did like every single deck that was playable at the time of constellar has gotten a link monster and every deck that was playable at the same time as uh constellar whichever one both of them all the decks playable at the same time as both of them have all gotten links literally all of them so i'm kind of surprised that neither of them has been given link monster yet and maybe if there is space for it in cyberstorm access we'll see it or maybe another set if they decide to keep supporting it Maybe it's just a couple random support cards that don't matter, and this deck won't be that good, but who knows. I'm a little upset that you can just skip your opponent's turn. That's kind of not cool. But. Yeah, I don't expect to see a Link Monster. I feel like they try to, nowadays, only lean into Link Monsters for archetypes that would require them, like pendulum like you don't need you technically don't need link monsters anymore there's no there's no point yeah. and i think the only reason to really make link monsters is for like pendulum or if you're going to make like a link based deck period where you have effects things you're pointing to a whole bunch and have like things with link arrows and stuff like that i i don't think we'll see a whole lot of generic link not generic but like link monsters for specific decks anymore they'll either be like generic or for very specific purposes yeah i just feel like when shadal and ba and cliffort and ritual beast all have link monsters <laughs> i just yeah. feel like Satellar well, should probably get well, one <laughs> so there, there there is there is something from like a long time ago where it was like a rumor at a ycs um that uh teller knight was supposed to get a link monster with them and do you know what happened? It, no. it turned into something else. What do you? Was it Azold? That, that came out. Azold. It, Azold oh. was originally supposed to be a Teller Knight. Oh, but sure. Because it, it was a, a it was a warrior, a and then warrior, uh, they, yeah. <laughs> that's and interesting. Then got, that yeah. would be big if true, especially because I'm pretty sure 
they just all i mean obviously you would play a soul these are all warriors so like i'm sure you play a soul in in this tower you do deck. play a soul in this tower yeah. also not even because you need the effect for like equips just search because Altair, you need right? some you can search, and then also it triggers your Deltaros by linking it away. Oh, yeah, that is cool. I did see that. That was kind of cool, where you, like, you, like, trigger your Deltaros, and then mm. it summons Altair, then Altair brings back Deltaros, then you make a Sold with Altair and Deltaros, and then it triggers Deltaros again. Yeah. <laughs> and I was I like, that, huh. That was ridiculous huh. to me. I, I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, just keep linking away Deltaros and summoning guys from your deck. It seems pretty good. And that was pretty cool. I actually did kind of think that was neat, but maybe maybe too evil. But yeah, so um, I guess I think the last thing we kind of want to talk about today, this will be a, short, a shorter one than usual, but um, the announcement for the TCG that we are also getting some anniversary products. So the reason for a lot of the products mentioned from Jump Festa are because we are we are going into the uh, the twenty fifth anniversary of. No, 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 no. The, quor- the quarter century the anniversary. Quarter... No, no, no. Be- because the Legendary Collection thing says 25th anniversary uh, edition, but the rarities are called quarter century rare, yes. which is very yes. ridiculous. But anyways, we are going into the 25th anniversary. I'm unclear if this is the 25th anniversary of the card game, of Yu-Gi-Oh!, like the manga, like the whole franchise, or of the well, anime. I felt like... It because was the 20th anniversary for Yu-Gi-Oh! for, like, six years, That's honestly. That's what I'm saying, because, um... <laughs> they, they like to do that. Yeah, they, so, they, they, so, 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 in 20... No. In 2018, every OCG product had a little stamp on it that said 20th mm-hmm. anniversary, and I'm pretty sure that was the 20th anniversary of, of the IP in general. Like, like, I believe yeah. maybe it was, like, the Yu-Gi-Oh. So, so what? What we were like, I, I remember we discussed this when it happened. We we were sure that they were just going to split it up between uh, TCG and OCG, right? Because yeah. TCG would be twentieth anniversary like this year, but obviously there's no like distinct branding or anything else like that. We never had anything that was specific to the twentieth anniversary of the IP prior. Yeah. Um, because Japan also had a separate anniversary for the anime specifically. They, yeah. they had a separate one. I want to say it was in, it was like a year after the 20th anniversary. And they kind of just rolled it all in together. I felt like, I really felt like Japan had the 20th anniversary sticker for like three years. <laughs> and I felt like they, they just kept saying it was I, the 20th I, I, anniversary of a different through, thing. If you go through the Japanese product listings, like yeah. on their website, you just like click the button and you will see the 20, 20th anniversary on like... Probably like a year and a half every, worth of like a product schedule. Like yeah, everything. It's, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and we never like had every that pack branding. Of sleeves had it. Like, yes, uh, literally every pack of sleeves. <clears throat> so we didn't we didn't have that branding, but um, the announcement of the of the twenty fifth of the twenty fifth anniversary legendary c- collection has the twenty fifth. It says Yu Gi Oh card game twenty fifth quarter quarter century is what is what is what the stamp says on on the English edition like. Like this is yeah. the TCG it's version on... of the product, and the mock-up has that little stamp. So, so that that begs me to um to question because do you remember what like when we went the um yeah. the main sets uh like the core sets had the twentieth anniversary stamp as well if I'm not mistaken I remember like yes. I think for us it was like Soul Fusion literally um, everything Fusion? like Cybernetic Horizon yeah, yeah. had the twentieth anniversary stamp on the booster packs. <laughs> um. 
and and then I guess yeah, Soulfish Summer Horizon, whatever the other one was. So so uh, like prior. So that, like are we gonna see that? So we all, we also asked this is like when when are we going to get more of that branding? Um, and I'm expecting like post worlds, I guess, right? Like if you wanna if you wanna uh, explain to anyone yeah. listening, uh, the the dates for the the set so, coming out, I think would be a big yeah. So the only things they've they've announced so far, and I would be shocked if there is not much 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 more than this coming, because Japan did a ton of products throughout yeah. the 20th anniversary yeah. and i imagine they're gonna do a ton of products for the 20 for the 25th anniversary and i imagine since we're getting the 25th anniversary stuff it looks like there will be a ton more but the announcements today were on april 4th there will be a reprint of the legendary collection um which has been which has already been printed in two separate uh uh two separate like skews previously there was the legendary yeah. collection a couple years ago Legendary Collection One. It was like a, a It was like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like twenty ten. It was like two thousand ten. Was like the the recent, like sorry, not the, not the recent one, like the original. Yeah. Right. Then they did the Game yeah. Boards edition, and that was a little bit more recently. I want to say after Legendary Collection Five Ds, maybe they reprinted Legendary Collection One. Yeah. In like a new Actually, form factor. A little bit after that as well, because I remember we were able to get it probably in the realm of like. 2016 2017 yeah. unless it might have been recommissioned by like the european uh I w- like, it also had reprints so now we yeah, have it yeah. in a third skew and it's called the 20 but this one is the 25th anniversary edition so it has the same yeah. contents as the original two the original one was like a big binder the second one had the had like a game board a this one set. has um a an extra promo so you get. I like that's how they differentiated yes. it real quick. Sorry, yeah. the, the Game Boy Edition. <laughs> yeah, I know the relevant. Game Boy Edition. I know it was very relevant. Oh, um, yeah. So, so something that the product page says. Um, so it'll have the six ultra promos from Legendary Collection Classic, which is the the anime proxy versions of Raw, Slifer, and Obelisk. So these are the red, blue, and yellow cards, just just like the show. Very popular. Yeah, yeah. It's very if, very if you iconic. Went to a locals. In 2015, like in in like the last 10 years, I guarantee you, you would look at someone's like really shitty binder, and those cards would be and those cards would be in it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Then you get every time it's like god cards and yes. (laughs) (laughs) Then you get an ultra rare promo for blue eyes, dark condition, and red eyes, the the big three, as you know. Mm -hmm. And then they say, in addition to to the six ultra rares, there is a 20 the 25th anniversary edition includes a bonus seventh card. The seventh card will offer Duelist a sneak peek at a brand new rarity created for the 25th anniversary, the Quarter Century Rare. And you will get one Quarter Century Secret Rare of one of the six promos. So you'll get a Quarter Century Secret Rare version of Ross, Lifer, Obelisk, Blue Eyes, Dark Condition, or Red Eyes. And I don't believe we've seen this yet. I don't think they even showed this off on stream at, at Jump Festa, but... The twenty, but the Japan had a twentieth anniversary secret rare uh, for their products, which is very, very. It was kind of like a precursor to Starlights because they came out before Starlights, and yeah. it was like they look very so it similar. Was like the ten thousand dragons. Yes, like it actually like the, it the looks first, it yeah. looks almost exactly like the rarity of the ten thousand dragon, except yeah. the yeah. stamp in the text box is not. 10,000 like a 10,000 dragon for those of you who have never seen one which is not unreasonable it looks like a starlight except the name is red and then in the text box it has a stamp that says 10,000 and the 20th anniversary promos had the 20th anniversary stamp so we can probably stand to reason 
the 25th or the quarter century secret rares will probably look kind of like a starlight will probably have a different colored name and will probably have the 25th anniversary stamp over the text box. So, so do, yeah. do you think this will be a trend that we will see? Um, obviously maybe, maybe it won't just extend to like the 25th anniversary. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe there's like other, you know, other product releases over the next couple of years. It'll happen. Um, sort of like the the rarity collection in japan do you, do you think that there's a world where like if they're doing this as like a promo then maybe they're willing to like integrate that rarity more into other products i would we could see i would hope collection. so i would hope so and i think also because they're not starlights like i don't mm. think i don't think um they will want to do promo starlights i feel like that would really really devalue starlights um if you remember they tried doing promo ultimate rares one time and it was okay had forty thousand yeah giga brilliant giga brilliant yeah but it like it really wasn't great and i think everybody was kind of like (laughs) off put by them so i feel like we're probably never going to get promo starlights which i'm okay with i think that's reasonable well, but I feel like I, I this is like problem has to just be the cards that they pick for these sort of like cool exclusive rarities, right? Because yeah. if you just if you just gave one of like because this is what's gonna happen with this set because this happens every single time, right? Mm-hmm. We had the uh, the the tins like the original Starlight, right? Like the you know the the t- King Tiger, sorry, no, uh, the Five Fist Tiger King, the Prismatic Secret Rares, you, yeah, yeah, you know what the, I mean, it's like God Rebellion yeah. and the Odd Eyes, right? I think Platinum those Secret rarities Rares. should. Yeah, they should be reserved for like actual prizing. Like that's a, like, that's a rarity they use on like world championship prize. Like extra secret is what they call yeah. it, right? It, yeah. They do the world championship stuff. Yeah, like why wouldn't you just have? Well, this is just not not to say that they won't do it. Like why wouldn't you just have the twenty fifth anniversary rarity? Uh, you know, be the rarity for the next prize card. Like instead of an ultra rare, it's this. And I feel like that would be a thousand times cooler, a thousand times better if you're able to integrate, like, you know, the stamping process, if that's something that they will end up doing. Like, I'm not saying that they are. Who knows? You, yeah. You assume that they would. Yeah. Then, like, that we, we do assume they would, but we don't know yet. Yeah. Because otherwise, we're just going to have the same thing. It's going to be the same card printed in masses of promo, a hundred, uh, you know, a thousand, a billion copies. You know, <laughs> yes. I have to, yes. to exaggerate it. Yes. There will, be, there will be 10,000 quarter century Dark Magicians. Yes. yes. And Game of Choice will have. 38 million of them you know what i mean like that's just what's gonna happen yeah you know what i mean like yeah so that's the thing because like i think you need to make it more special when it's something like that it's cool to make it a preview i think it should like not be gate kept but for something like that i think it does have to have you know a a bit more of like exclusivity behind it it needs to be special it needs to be something cool because japan had promo ultimate res right we got promo ultimate res and they were just three shitty cards Giga brilliant (laughs) was was beautiful don't don't yes. talk badly about Giga oh Brilliant. God. Yeah, Gogo Bolt was not. Gogo Bolt they was had, pretty they had bad. Ultimate rares in their tin. I know. They had ultimate <laughs> rare chaos in tin in like 2004. I know. <laughs> oh my god. I know. Something I, I do want to touch on is, is I do think we talked when you talked about prize cards. I think prize cards should 100 percent be their own rarity. The fact that they're yes. not, I think it's criminal. Yeah. Um, yes. 
I don't want like a metal card. I don't. I, I want something. I want like uh, you, you saw uh, the other thing that Punk play mat where it's just like way too much going on. I want a yeah. prize card like that. I don't want to be able to look at it without getting sick. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want too much going on with my prize cards. Man. I <laughs> <laughs> but but besides that, uh, so we're talking about having the twenty fifth rarity, twenty fifth secret rare rarity reserved for certain things. And what Japan is doing is, um, they are getting rid of prismatic, prismatic secret rares from their core sets, which is the equivalent of our Starlight rares, and replacing mm-hmm. them with the twenty fifth anniversary rare. Well, that's what they so, did with twentieth okay okay anniversary I'm rares okay too. That. And I feel and, so, yeah, that's reasonable. And so I'm guess. saying, I think that that will eventually, because this uh, little snippet says that they're getting a sneak peek of this new mm-hmm. rarity. And I'm pretty sure that for at least a little while, that's what's going to happen for us, that we're going to get this, instead of Starlights, we're going to get 25th anniversary rares uh, in our core sets. And what I hope also on top of that is they increase that number to like, 10 cards per set yes. so good yes. all the okay. good cards can meet I, that quota <laughs> i love yeah. that i love that and i i think we went over this when uh crystal revenge came out right yes crystal revenge if it wasn't the set that it was which is you know like those sort of side sets that generally smaller um all foil packs whatever i think if you do what they did with the amount of starlight res that they did you know, obviously let's assume it's a don't make five of them zodia Please, yeah, like no, even Exodia is fine. They're in a core set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. increasing the percentage chance that you can. Like, obviously, it's a lot harder if you want to pull a unique, you know, Starlight rare or equivalent. Uh, it becomes a lot more of an issue. But if people are opening, you know, pack after pack after pack, I think giving yourself a higher chance at pulling those cards is good. Not overly saturating it, but it sort of offsets the chance that you pull like the dud, right? Like. As long as you don't increase the chance of pulling a dud, I think it can be okay. Like, if you took all the Starlight Rares from Crystal Revenge and, you know, barring Ryan's, you know, objection to the Exodia pieces, I think they're incredibly cool, and you put them into a core set, I think that would probably just be a really good core set solely because of those Starlight Rares. Right? Like, assuming every other card is the same sort of, like, mid-level or power level that we've seen, you know, maybe over, like, the last two or three years. Like, let's say, like, would you buy a Blazing Vortex, um, assuming the only good card is Pot of Prosperity, and I don't even know what else was in Blazing Vortex, to be honest. Goddess, um, and then it had Goddess. Right? Which probably could have been a Starlight. Which should have been a Starlight, yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah. okay, so I kind of want to touch on what both of you have just said. Because um, so I think I agree with, with both of you, and I'm going to combine both of the points you've made into a point that I think everyone can agree on. And I don't know, you have to be incredibly contrarian, I think, to disagree with what I'm about to say. <laughs> but, um... So my my biggest issue with starlights right now um, that make them just feel terrible, uh, which I you know I understand that because of what we do, like we like you know resell cards more or less for a living, like all of us, you know, um, we open a lot of product, right? And mm-hmm. we have a much better like gauge of like what like the ratios certain things are than I guess like the average person because we open more product than we probably ever should in a lifetime in like one day <laughs> and um starlights are one every other case on on average uh like mm-hmm. roughly it evens out to roughly one every other case yeah obviously and you can that's... have like you know the, the rough end of a print run and you could have the the 10 cases with starlight yeah, res like, next to each other and yes. the 10 that go next to each other yeah, like obviously i'm not saying if you buy two cases you'll get one exactly like you could get zero you, you could get two you could get the crazy case with 100 yes but like 
on average, it's one every other case. And I just have to say, opening the case that doesn't have a starlight, which is half of them, feels awful. And it feels yeah. even worse when you're opening 10 cases and you get five starlights, you know, you know only five out of 10 cases. That's a, a case is crazy. You or, you, or you open or you 10 and you five. get like three. Yeah, which is also like, yeah, I mean, that yeah, happened yeah. before. Yeah. Or you open 10 cases and you get three starlights and you get like not even the good starlights because some of the starlights are really, really bad. And some of the starlights, yeah, yeah. I think the one that I really, I, I, ugh. I really don't want to harp on it, but like, mm. I really, really like when you look at how low some of the absolutely terrible starlights are, like there is a starlight from Darkwing Blast, the Mitsu, the insect ninja that yeah, currently retails like, yeah. for less than a booster box. If you pull mm-hmm. this starlight, you still might lose money on your booster box. That, that, that is, is absurd. That is absurd to me. That cut is worth less than three copies of Druid's one. Now that's stretching. Yes, that is no three magnemuts is more than Mitsu. I'm pretty sure. With three of a super rare is more than one of the starlights. So so how much is how much is a starlight rare right now in this current day and age of Mitsu of the insect? Yeah, it is fifty nine dollars, sixty dollars. It is sixty dollars. Okay, right. Three three magnemut, kind of close. Yeah, I. It's still more than Lubellion, but like that's to be expected. I think if okay, how about this? If somebody said. If somebody had a Starlight Mitsu the Insect Ninja and said, "Do you want this for your three Magnemuts?" I'd probably say no. Yeah, I would. I would say. No. <laughs> I would say I, no. I would, I, I would look at it and say, "I am never selling this card." Exactly. Exactly. So okay. So I guess the first issue uh, is that sometimes Starlights are not great. You know, obviously there are some good ones. Like I think Cartesia is a great Starlight. Rukalos is a great Starlight. Lily Labyrinth is a great Starlight. And I don't even have a problem with with the Blackwing Dragon Starlight. But it's like, when you only pick five, when there are only five in a set, you cannot afford, you cannot have a bad, you cannot afford to have a bad one. It is, that's that's the issue. Playable cards only, and I think if you increase the count and you have more of those good reprints, similar similar to what Japan was doing, right? Or you just give like the low rarity stuff, like the commons, uh, the supers, whatever, and you just give more of those slots to Starlight Res to give yes. them the rarity bump. Whereas so, like Secret and Ultra is like whatever. Like obviously some cards will deserve it more than others, but I would prefer to see a common card via Starlight Rare if it is extremely playable. Imagine Soul Fusion with, you know, uh, Pankratops, uh, yeah. printing. Yeah, like, yeah, Pankratops is just infinite, right? I have so, another so, point. So I, I think Please let me finish. Other level as well, <laughs> so okay. the other level to that as well though, just really quickly, is the set has to not suck as well, right? That is the other thing that makes it really, really awkward. If the set is bad, I don't know how many starlights it takes to carry it because you'll still have to open so many, you know? So the to kind of get to what I was, to circle back to what I was getting on with the it feels bad when starlights are one every other case because it means buying a case doesn't even get you anything cool, you know, like guaranteed. Like buying a case, not getting a starlight feels so 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 terrible to somebody who's you know like who's going through a ton of cases it's whatever like if i'm sitting in front of 20 cases of a set one of the like a case not having a starlight is whatever because i know i'll average out you know some amount of them but to somebody who you know most players don't buy a case of a set or at most buy one singular case of a set right like i feel like that's generally the top end for most people is if they really byproduct the absolute top end would be one case which is pretty natural that's like how they're shipped and like how they're distributed like a case 
is like packaged off like to be, you know, what what you would buy at the absolute top end. And from, you know, I didn't open as much of Crystal Revenge. Um, so I don't, I don't personally speak to how the Starlights are in that set. But from what I understand, the Starlights and Crystal Revenge are more, are more, are closer to one per case, which is exactly what it should be. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be spending six, seven hundred dollars, sometimes even eight hundred dollars on a case now it, now for it a be coin flip of a Starlight. Yeah. Huh? Now what? They increased the price of boxes. Yeah. Now you're paying more. Yeah. So like, if you're paying eight hundred dollars for a coin flip of a Starlight, that just feels so awful. And like, it's just it it it's just not like if you. It just seems bad for like the consumer. Not even like it just. I feel like the 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 mentality, like how you feel opening the product. I I honestly think. Well, that, that's more. been like an ongoing thing as well as like, I think a lot of people, especially the average Yu-Gi-Oh consumer, it, it feels bad opening a box lately. Yeah. You open a box, you look at it, you're like, wow, I didn't even make half of I know. what this box it's, cost me. Yeah. It's... Well, the, the problem as well is you're just pulling a lot of filler cards, right? Like just stuff to pad out the set. And then obviously like the chase cards are chase cards, but... Take Crystal Revenge, for example. If you open that box, your expected value, like your ROI on like the initial cost of a box is just half price a very good percentage of the time. Even if you pull core set cards that aren't Starlight Res, it just doesn't like add up. So like, how do you fix that? Or how do you entertain, you know, the, the average player's thought process when they're opening a box or they're opening, you know, a couple of packs from Walmart or something? So like, how, how do you think you're meant to fix that? I mean, though? yes. So the problem, I guess, like, so. Um, I think this is a multi-level problem. I agree. Yeah. But, yes. but, but like the, the very, I feel easy to address problems and maybe it's too late to do it with Starlights, but because we're maybe cycling them out to quarter century rares, depending on if TCG decides to do what OCG is doing, maybe that gives them an opportunity to change the product structure, which I think would be welcome, is, uh, you know, they do what Japan... I I think what would actually fix it, and a lot of people have been saying for a long time, is just do what Japan does for rarity distributions, which is um, every single super and ultra rare can be Starlight. And because but also they, like they don't have secret rares, it's, well, it's right? a little different. Yeah. You know, but like yeah. the, the fact of the matter is Japan for all of their cards have essentially a low end printing and a high end printing more of almost all of their cards. And it yeah. just means that the people that, you know, the people complaining about, oh, the game is too expensive. Like, well, now you just buy the low end version of the cards and the people that like high rarity versions of cards, they're available too. And the high rarity versions of cards will always be expensive. Like we see time and time again, when cards get re reprinted, the crazy variant rarities of cards don't really go down. You know, like Droll getting a rare didn't make the ultimate worthless, like obviously. And just like, I I just feel like if if Fenrir was an ultra rare and a starlight rare and Lubellion was an ultra and a starlight rare and Magnet was, an, was a super and a starlight rare, mm. we would just see the top end 
still be worth something and then the barrier to entry still being easy enough i'm not saying this is a perfect solution but i'm just saying like it doesn't feel good opening these packs right now as you mentioned like i agree with you it just it just doesn't feel good yeah um i actually prefer honestly for myself i prefer opening the the deck building sets because i think collector's rares being roughly four i know i know i think collector's rares being roughly four per case is a much like it feels better to open like it feels better to open when i'm like i'm you know opening this pack to get you know like the chase versions of cards it just feels so much better like psychologically to look at my four collector's rares that i got from a case instead of my zero starlight rares i got from a case you know what i mean okay but also if you go look at how much those collectors rare some of them are just like 20 i mean yeah some of them are well because also they don't pick good ones that's the other issue sex i think in general are just the other that's the other issue is like it is like for these premium rarities they can't be picking mitsu the insect ninja like they just can't do that like that's just not okay it just feels really really bad (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to keep talking about that one because it makes me so upset (laughs) every time I look at it. But, yes. um, As Booba. I know. So, so to kind of circle back to what we were talking about with, like, quarter century rares. Okay, so I guess let me just, what I was meant, so I kind of got really sidetracked. We talked about other stuff, but I just (laughs) think there should be more than five Starlights per set. I'm not saying we have to do what Japan does and do, you know, like, 20, like, every card's a Starlight. Like, who, who, who cares? But, like, do what Battle Legend did. Do nine Starlights every core set and make them roughly one every case. And I think everybody will be a lot happier. I that, that's, that's what my solution would be, I think. Like, just, it's a Band-Aid, but I think it's something. And I think Battles of Legend, I agree, handled Starlights better. However, I still don't like the fact that you could pull the right leg of Exodia. Like, I just don't, <laughs> that's just not fun to me. I don't know. But yes, all, all in all, I just wish the Starlight Pool was slightly expanded per set because they keep missing really, really, really good cards. And then it's just super awkward when like an archetype gets a good Starlight in one set and then doesn't get it in the next set. And now your deck just looks weird or like, I don't know, that's a whole thing. That, that's, a, that's a me problem, not normal person problem, I guess. But um, And maybe if the, if the Starlights get cycled out into quarter century rares, we'll see something change. But... Okay, the other product announced today for the anniversary is standalone printings of the five booster sets included in the Legendary Collection. And I think this will be the last thing we talk about today because we're kind of going longer Mm -hmm. than, I mean, not as long as usual, but longer than we thought we would today. And those are Legend of Blue Eyes, Metal Raiders, Spell Ruler, Pharaoh Servant, and Invasion of Chaos. And I was thinking... Maybe the standalone boosters, because they are they are reprints, like, you know, they are like printing new packs of Legend of Blue Eyes and, you know, Metal Raiders and whatever, whatever. Um, I was thinking maybe they would somehow fit Starlights into this, or I guess they would fit quarter century rares into this. But none of the product descriptions for these sets mention that. The only thing they do mention is they will feature both secret rares from the set. 
Which Bowden, can you explain like what that means? People who might not know, like why well, that before would be Bowden, before Bowden okay. explains that, I yes. do want to mention that okay. in previous thing products that we have gotten, we have gotten things in there that have not been on the product description, like Starlights and the imported Dark Magician that has oh, a special. Thing. Yeah, no, I agree, and I, and also these don't count till July, so it's very very likely the product description will change by then with more details. But yeah, especially because yeah. all of them say just in time to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the game these sets are being made available as a standalone booster so like right i feel and like you might get a 25th quarter century dark mission of chaos maybe i feel like right, that I, wouldn't be out of line you know i just feel like <laughs> there aren't enough people who would want to buy this product as is oh i certainly like, wouldn't I, I, no, yeah. I don't. I don't know anyone. It reminds me of almost like when they did like the Hidden Arsenal reprints. Like those yeah. things are so bad, right? And oh, no one that, is that's really. The other thing as well that we didn't really uh, go over, but it's something I brought up where they're probably going to make Hidden Arsenal Collection Two as well, and it's going to line up quite well with the uh, the Satellite support and the and sellers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be very interesting to see if they decide to do that. Maybe, Maybe they don't. Uh, with Hopefully the, the reprints of of these sets, I think in order to actually sell them at a good level that they have to be like 25th anniversary okay, well, the other thing i'll say about that if they do that and they have quarter century exodia in the lob reprint why did they make scream. it why yeah why yeah. would they make it starlight it, like why right. what's the just every just they hate everyone and everything <laughs> but yes okay Bowden, please explain the significance of okay. this printing will uh, feature both secret rares from from the set yeah so this is just coming in a booster box like this is a this is going to be, you know, a pack that your locals will get boxes of, cases of, whatever. Presumably, um, yeah. And back, back, back in the day, um, when these sets originally came out, they had hobby boxes and retail boxes. You can probably find videos on it at length. Um, but they used to be like, I think hobby boxes tend to have the uh, the more desirable, like competitive secret rare, whereas like the retail boxes would have, you know, like the dud. So it would be the difference between like a Chaos Ember Dragon or an Invader of Darkness. In the prior reprint, it wasn't released as a standalone box or like a like a set on its own. It was in the uh, the box that they were also releasing, which is Legendary Collection, the, the Legendary Collection, whatever they like to call it, right? Um, so you didn't have to differentiate, and I think you just got both secrets anyway. Um, but for you know the avid collectors and everything else, like they'll see a box of IRC and they'll question, oh, is this a retail or a hobby box, which don't exist anymore. So uh, yeah, it's not limited to like, oh, you're only going to get one secret rare from this box and it's going to be this one. It's like, no, you have the chance of getting every card in that set. Whereas, you know, 10, 20 years ago, that wasn't an option. So I think that, that's really cool. It's really interesting. Um, something to note as well that I don't think was brought up, but I have seen posted before. Dark Crisis is being released in the box set that comes out in April, right? Um, but it's not being released as a standalone uh, booster box. Uh, in, like, is the it? Reprint. Wait, is Dark Crisis? In I, I, I oh, yes. Dark, yes. Dark, Dark Crisis is... That's very yeah. bizarre. Yes. The Legendary Collection 20th anniversary includes LOB, Metal Raiders, Spell Ruler, Pharaoh Servant, Dark Crisis, Invasion of Chaos. Huh. Dark Crisis has some weird things surrounding it. Because, like, I remember when I was younger, because I, I think that was, like, it might have been the first set that had the Shonen Jump branding on it. It, it was either that or it was either uh, Magician's Falls. But I remember Dark Crisis was really, really awkward um, for a little while in terms of, I think, like the licensing for something. I don't know. It's, it's some some weird things at play. Um, but there has to be a reason. Or maybe like they were only able to put 
to him and he says, "What well, what is the set that's replacing it? Or is it, is it still just the same amount? Because it's, it's just, five sets of reprinting, right? It's so, so the box set will have one mm. pack of six different sets and they're just reprinting five sets. I'm also oh, kind of su- six different packs in the thing. There's okay. six different packs in the thing. Yeah. Wait, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, there's six different packs in the thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Unrelated, okay. I'm kind of shocked Magician's Force didn't make it into this because I feel like Dark Paladin that, and nah, Dark Magician Girl. All the, that has been... another can of worms behind it as well. Sure. I think sets like that become because I, I know um if you look at like Korean sets as well, the ones where they can basically just print them, you know, at length. Yeah. Uh, I think Magician's Force is one of the ones that like wasn't allowed to be reprinted again but i might be wrong on that there's something there's something weird about some of like the sure. early Yu-Gi-Oh sets. i'll take your yeah. word for it yeah like don't don't i like don't quote me don't read too much into it but i think there are some like licensing issues with certain uh sets where they can't you know recommission them again so... unlimited doesn't mean unlimited all the time but yeah. in this instance it yeah. is unlimited yes <laughs> so something i'm kind of for... curious oh. about is like in the past when we've seen reprints of sets significantly after the fact when they've changed like printing when they've changed like card box layouts so the one i'm thinking of specifically is duelist pack kaiba duelist pack kaiba first edition has the has the classic like gx uh 5ds era you know, like uh, smaller yeah, picture. Yeah, I, I, I got you. Sp- and then text box, and then the yeah. ultimate rare foiling is different, right, from first yes. and unlim. And then the unlim yep. has the bigger text box. So my question mm-hmm. is, when you open one of these packs, are they going they to the look? Are they going to look like old cards and look like new cards? Is Demok and Cast Emperor Dragon and Imperial Order going to be errata? I have to tell you, they will probably like almost one hundred percent be the same card stock we have now which means potential for the same average quality control. Yeah. Which means that you'll also have, like, a weirder, more washed-out look. These won't be the classic cards by any. Yeah, I I feel like they can't be, right? I feel like there's no way they could be. So, right, so when, because I was able to work on my own card game, and I was able to see how printing companies work, like, behind the scenes and what you have to do to get your stuff printed and you have to send them files and so in order to do that you have to send them the card files with a print layout um lots of different numbers that go into how the cards are supposed to be printed and so they 100 percent are going to have to send them the new updated cards files for them to like download into the printing machines and, and print out they won't have the so, old ones anymore yeah. So something to note as well, though, that that might be interesting. I want to see how they look at stuff like problem-solving card text. Um, Because obviously we we know, like, I I think that the first print, the reprint, right? The quote-unquote reprint um, of the, like, the first legendary collection thing uh, with with the the original five booster packs. Not the original, but you know know what I mean. Um, Yeah, like that didn't have problem solving card text. I, think I not, like, would love card. if these have problem solving card text. Okay, so how do you tackle cards like, uh, what is it? It's like Taylor of the Fickle or something. You know, like the really ignorant cards that's like, activate this during your standby phase. It's just a normal spell. I mean, like all you, the really arcane just... cards, like how do we fix these? Well, that's... So they're in Duel Links. They're going to figure it out, right? Like, yeah, I... Yeah. So like, the reason I want these to have problem solving card text is because a lot of these cards have not been reprinted in mm. the last 12 years and don't have problem solving card text. 
Yeah, yeah. So I would love if well, this they... Is, this is where, like, Speed Duel comes into play as yeah, well. Yeah, yes, yes. Like that too. Yeah, I would love if they took the time for this one to, like... If, okay, if these packs have quarter-century secret rares, and they're not as scarce as Starlight's, and each pack just has, like, literally the good cards, like, ten of each pack, quarter-century... And the quarter century rares aren't one per two cases or one per case. If they're like a little bit more common than that, you know, maybe, mm. you know, maybe they're even like even like one per box. Because to be honest, so are, if you, are, if you buy are we a box talking of about? Set, are you talking about the reprint sets or the sets reprint, in general? The reprint booster sets. The, these I think the reprint booster sets will only have a couple of them. I don't think they'll have a whole sure, bunch. Sure. Sure. Uh, specifically no. because Legend of Blue Eyes. The ones that you can put as the new rarity are already going to be the new rarity in the yeah. master collection. The blue eyes dark magician. Well, I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying you do. So it, it would end up Pot being of like Greed, Regeki, Dark Monster Reborn, Monster Reborn. Yeah, I'm saying that they have a more a curated yeah. list, and maybe, maybe they skew towards cards that are played in popular old formats. Like, you yeah. look at Metal Raiders and you go, okay, we're not going to do Horn of Heaven or Magic Jammer, but we'll do Mirror Force Song, Judgment, Heavy Storm. You know? I think Palmerization would be a good one. Yeah, and you look at, you know, and you look at uh, Spell Ruler and you go, okay, well, we'll do Delinquent Duo Snatch Steel MST, you know, because, and not Painful Choice, because Painful Choice is banned in every format of, of, of all time. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I don't think, you know... Um, so I feel like that is how I think I would be excited for this product if the cards have problem-solving card text, they're the updated cards, and they have quarter-century, uh, you know, quarter-century rares, uh, quarter-century secret rares. I think that is what would get me personally interested in this set. Because I don't think, like, otherwise surely these will be completely worthless, right? I think so. Like, yeah. what are you... From, like, I think... Out, out, like, there's no reason for you to have it from a collector's yeah. unless there are, there are hidden gems inside of the set. Like, yeah. these are all cards that have been printed a lot. They, they won't have anything... They're, you know they'll be I mean? just like, worth nothing. The only thing I could see is, like, maybe 10 years from now when people are like, yeah, you know, like, this set was really, like poorly received and now these are just worth a lot and whoever just like decided to hold the product is now rich right but that will take time i want something now that makes people want to buy it when it comes out give give something you know what i mean whether it be a chase card special card anything like your idea is perfect but like i don't see it happening yeah <laughs> i mean i, mean? I said I, it I'm nothing hopeful. what i'm saying is just like all of these classic cards i guess like so every everyone I think has some idea in their head that these old cards are worth a lot of money, you know, or whatever, whatever. And that's yeah. only true for the first editions. And like, yes, unlimited and, and they have to be in good condition, like, and even then the market yeah. is like saturated with people trying yeah. to do the same thing. What I mean doing, is right? like unlimited, unlimited prints of all of these cards, like all of these chase cards, as I'll call yeah. them, in their unlimited edition, because they've just been reprinted to the ground over the years are already not worth anything you know yeah, like literally. some some of the most some of the most expensive cards are like unlimited and near mint democ is like 17 bucks right now 
And I mm-hmm. can't even imagine how much lower it'll go when they reprint Invasion of Chaos. Right. You so know, that's, like that's something else as well that that like I I also am worried about because this is something you have to balance as well, right? If this is a set that you're not including uh, cool stuff in, but you're reprinting these cards, and like the copyright will say 2020 Shueisha TV Tokyo, whatever, right? Yeah. No, 1996 Kazuki Takahashi. And Studio let's dice. say the cards the cards have problem solving card text, right? And then let's say um the the red like they just look off, you know what I mean? Like they they're like current printing whatever. These won't have like anything iconic about them they're not like throwbacks to what you had prior um and that'll be like a point of issue right because like if you just try and keep everything as close to the original version of the set as possible um then i think it's a lot more beneficial to you you have the old card text for cards that have been eroded like dark magician of chaos or something um and then that's better because it it plays into older formats a little bit nicer right and it sort of has that sort of flair of like oh this is what it was back then right and you just like you know obviously people have access to the database on their phone now so like there's no issue in reprinting a card uh with its old text pre errata but i can see it like a can of worms there but yeah like if they just do it and this is like new new version of irc problem solving card text plus erratas plus ratio you know like all the <laughs> ignorant stuff yeah then it's like like what what is this then like, then you this, have this, to have the core century rares right i think it, if they exactly. do quarter century like, I, I rares think, one per box special it has Wonder to have box. something special or it has to be the exact set that came out in 2004. Yeah. Like 2002, you know what I mean? Like it just has to be has to be those one for one um because I I think they did miss the mark with the prior version of this. Like it might have been a good seller. Like I I think it it aged quite well, but now you have this again and it's like, well, can you, you know, can can you hit gold once again probably yeah. maybe not i don't know people are more jaded now like they they respect the uh you know the vintage card market now. i just feel like if these don't have any quarter century secret rares in them i don't see the point i'll exactly. be honest no, I, I just don't no, see I, how these I, will be 100%. worth anything i don't get it mm. however so that, that'll be that'll be interesting to, to see i i i am excited for 2023 solely because if like these have the 25th anniversary res like if they have the quarter century everything you know like old products have you know new rarity uh higher chance of pulling you know like cards that aren't garbage i'll be more than okay with that yeah and that that that, that, that mitigates like set quality and everything else konami will have redeemed themselves if they just like give you more chances to get nicer cards oh by all means these have a lot of potential to be to be really good i just as they're presented Mm -hmm. in the product page i'm not seeing it but as mm. jeff also said um there's definitely possible there's definitely possibilities there can be things not in the product page that's happened a lot mm. um yeah and also I think okay. in this case by doing that it's mm. also to their detriment because the um the you people have who have to buy these yeah, like, you, have yeah to you have to order to... them so far in advance and then yeah, no so, one will order if, them. So, so that, that's if on, the distributor if they give this to the distributor and they're like, what the fuck? Why would anyone buy this? And they're like, well, mm. there could be something in it. Wink, wink. It's like, like that doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, yeah, King's yeah. Court. They did that with King's Court and I'm still... Well, they, also, they also did it with Mama, right? That was the whole... That was the other issue. No, they said there would be the Pharaoh's Rares. They didn't say... They didn't explain oh, they what, did? what they, they would be. The they just didn't mention whatever, anything yeah. about them. Yeah, but... Yeah, no, yeah. King's Court? We, we, we just thought it was the, the secret shiny box or whatever, yeah. right? Like, just one for one. King's yeah. Court? So, so on, on the note of, like, the, the distribution thing, though, real quick. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there will be stores opening this up in quantity? Do you think there is enough demand I for, hope like, not. singles from these no. sets? No. I don't know how there would be. right? No, no, but that, that's what I mean. So, like, I'm trying to figure out, 
how the fuck these cards get circulated, even if there are crazy rarities in there. That's the problem. When a set is shit, like, oh, I, I think, think if there's crazy rarities in there, I think oh, people oh, open yeah, them. people. No, open no, no, them. Of, of, yeah. of course, of course, because like, like, there'll be a point where like that card market price will just like set itself so high that it's like you know good value to actually just open up your set, right? Like, it just, it makes no sense not to. Um, but I, I'm I'm trying to gauge like what do you think has to be the quarter century rare in sets like this to make it worth opening up and to dictate a higher price point Whoa. when the set itself has just, you know, existed for the last 30 years. Like, who's to say most of these will not just be, you know, sealed? Like, who's like this is people saying, oh, I can start my sealed collection of vintage Yu-Gi-Oh! These are 25th anniversary stuff, right? Like, yeah. this is what will happen. I think more than anything than this set actually being open. These are just going to be more like centerpieces for collections over the coming years you know people that didn't get a chance to get ioc because it's infinite now even on on limbs like you have a 25th anniversary box like cool so I, i'm trying to figure out like do you do it to older cards that are already in the set or do you do it to newer cards or do you add you know an entirely different chase card you know does that devalue the sets uh like legacy or or what like where, where do you think they might go with something like this i feel like we sort of touched on it you're talking about like pot of greed and stuff like that but do you think that's enough to sort of drive it if those so, do exist in those sets. So what I personally think, if they don't, if they don't, uh, you know, play their cards right, um, I think it's very possible. And and I'm I'm sure. Okay, so I guess I think this is a cool idea. I love Yu-Gi-Oh. I love the history of the game. I didn't play the game when some of these sets. I've actually opened most of these sets, honestly. Mm. Like I've I've opened IOC when it was like new. I've opened Pharaoh Servant. I don't think I've ever opened a pack of LOB, like, when it was new. But I think I have actually opened all the rest of these packs. Um, mm. You know, and that is something, and a lot of people have not opened any of these packs, right? And and that is something. And and all of this reminds me, I don't, I don't want to dig too much into this, but, you know, the, the recent Magic 30th anniversary thing, where they made the, like, the $1,000 set, yes. and they, like... Yeah, this was recently, huge, yeah. Huge, like it's so bad for them. And 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 they had a huge PR thing where it was a thousand dollar promo set yes. of proxies that you that aren't tournament legal, and it was like an amalgamation of like a bunch so, of so, the early sets, and everyone hated I, it. I need I need to yell I need to yell about this sure. because I think I think products like that are good. Do you know why? Because it's not for the average consumer. It is a thousand dollars. Nothing matters, right? If Yu-Gi-Oh did that, that's the equivalent of like the Platinum Blues. It's not gatekeeping anyone. These cards are just, again, they're just there. Well, it's a whole thing because of the reserve for list for them. And like they're technically reprints, but like not really because they're not legal. Like it was, there's no, a lot it, more exactly, to it for them, exactly, I think. Right? Where it's like just but, like bad. On, on, the, on the same level though, there are enough people uh, making counterfeit magic cards that are almost one for one actual magic cards that it doesn't make sense to not have a product like this. And people are willing to buy proxies. Like if you look at the sales rate for proxies for like uh reserved list Magic the Gathering cards on eBay, it is alarming. Oh, like no, it is, it I'm, is, I'm is sure. insane. People people who uh have like really expensive cards in like their their commander decks, right? They will love they love sets like this. If they're willing to put the cash down already, doesn't make a difference, right? I think that is perfectly fine. My my issue is like if Magic did that and it's like we're gonna reprint like the first like five magic sets um and they're not going to be tournament legal but it's just going to be the same you know same breakdown of like if you open a pack that you would you know 30 years ago or something like then everyone would be like in uproar that that's like 
I, it just baffles me right. because you're so, not going to please anyone. Just don't make it in general. That's the issue. Yes. So you've derailed <laughs> me a lot, but I'm just going to say what I was going to say, say about I, that. I, I hate the it reason, so the reason so everyone hates that, that set, the reason mm. is because if you've ever done it, you, you can go online and you can do like a simulated booster pack opening of that set. And the cards are just garbage. Yeah, like you are paying a thousand dollars to open proxies of cards that, even if they're real, are worth like three dollars a yes. lot of the time. That's what's crazy. It's not a thousand. It's not like you're paying a thousand dollars for an official no, 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 proxy I, of a Black Lotus. You're paying a thousand dollars for like a two percent chance of an official proxy of a Black Lotus. So <laughs> right. <laughs> what I'm so what I'm saying is, people are going to look at these and they're going to go, "Oh my gosh, that's so cool." And they're going to open their pack of Legend of Blue Eyes. I literally just now, while you were talking, did a simulated Legend of Blue Eyes pack opening. Oh my god. And my pack is eight vanillas and an equip spell. And yeah, people like, are no, going like, to that, spend I mean. like, $5 and they're going to open Aquamador, Terra the Terrible, Frenzied Panda, Basic Insect, and Mystic Moon and go, what just happened? Yeah, and half the cards in your pack will be damaged. Like, the, I, yes, that's the thing. and it's that's just, the like, issue. What, what, but, like, that's that's the thing. Like, people will complain if they print it, and they'll complain if they don't print Like, if it doesn't like, – I think it's better if you don't print it because people will just forget it's even a possibility. The fact that yeah. you print it, people will complain in general. It doesn't make a difference. Oh, I'm saying, right? like, opening LOB is not fun. Opening Vision of Chaos is kind of fun. No, opening no, no. LOB is not fun. LOB – okay, yeah, my next – my next pack of like, LOB is seven equip spells and like, two vanillas. Before we just like go off into a, into you know the, the abyss. Yeah. Like this this isn't designed for your average player. This is designed for the people that didn't get to experience those sets, whether it be twenty years ago. Sorry, well it says twenty five years, but obviously in TCG it came out in two thousand two. Yeah. Let's say twenty twenty. Well, I think years there are right two now. groups of people. This is for that. Yes. And I think also the people who only experienced back then and live in those days and yes. want to re-experience yes. it. Yeah. I don't but think anyone who is a modern day duelist. I think those yes. people will be incredibly jaded, but that doesn't matter because the key selling point will be, oh, I've watched a pack opening of LOB first edition on YouTube from my favorite YouTuber, and that looked cool. I'm gonna get a box of LOB and I'm gonna try and relive that glory. And you know, maybe you missed out and you didn't, you know, you didn't want to buy 24 individual legendary collections in 2010 <laughs> to get 24 packs, right? Now you have the option to get a booster box. And I tell you what, there is a very big chance that a lot of those will end up bargain bin because I know a lot of stores will probably order it thinking this has to be good. Oh, no, 25th yeah. anniversary. No. For every other game, I... when something says anniversary, it sells for a billion dollars. And I could just be wrong. This is think... just. I honestly think this will be a trap for stores who don't know a lot about Yu-Gi-Oh. I think stores that don't know a lot about Yu-Gi-Oh, this will be a huge trap, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. The Legendary Collection, I think will do fine. I think that will do fine. But as is, as I said, unless there's more to these products, I just think it'll be a trap. So I think... What the right call should have been, instead of doing all of these individually, oh, was do what out. they did. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Do what they did with Dark Beginnings and Dark Revelations and create a massive set oh, with all of them. The 25th anniversary set. Oh, that's way better. 
and then also then you add and then you add all yes and then you add all of the rarity and then you add all the rarity bombs and that is how you sell it and then you're not worrying about getting seven normal monsters yeah and you'll get one or whatever like that that is how you should have done it and konami you know you should have hired me. I would have made. You. Someone, <laughs> so, someone, someone also, someone asked me. Oh, they said, man. "Will this, will this legendary collection replace Ghost from the Past three? Um, and that's leading me to believe potentially. Like, do you think these being in the product schedule will remove something that we've already had so something in prior years for the product also, schedule? Also, upsetting and shocking. Five booster boxes releasing on the same day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, which makes yeah, me that's, think. That's which makes me stores, think. Right. Are the cases of these, is a case going to have, like, three LOB, three IOC, two of each of the rest of them? Oh, that's no, a good point. I, that's, I, I feel that. like that would make a lot uh, more sense. Screenshot. What? Max posted a screenshot from one. I don't know if distributors have this out yet, but it's a screenshot from one of the stores, um, and they posted pre-orders already. And it is LOB booster box and LOB case pre-order. Oh, And I think that's the distro uh, copy-paste. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that wasn't just your copy-paste, yeah. So, okay, yeah. well, there goes my idea of how this would work. To Okay, I don't understand that. Well, I, mean, I don't I mean, know how I, they're going to balance five cases. Like, misinformation, who knows? But, yeah. like, yeah, like, it looks like they'll just be their because, own individual case. Because what I also, right? when I look at this, I think to myself, okay, so if I'm a store and I'm seeing, like, okay, what, so this is a product, as we've mentioned, this is not targeted towards the modern competitive player, which is fine, not everything has to be. In fact, most things shouldn't be. Um, I acknowledge that, but then even then I'm looking at it. Okay. So I'll get LOB and I'll get meta Raiders because LOB is the very first set. Meta Raiders is mm -hmm. the second set and broken and has a ton, ton, ton of iconic cards, mirror for solemn judgment, heavy storm. You know, I think, I think metal Raiders is probably like the most fun to open for me of these. So like I would look at LOB and metal Raiders and I'd say mm -hmm. these are definitively better buys than spell ruler and Pharaoh servant. Like, I think Spell yeah, Ruler yeah. and Pharaoh Servant are definitively weaker buys than LOB and Metal Raiders. LOB, even though it's a terrible set, is the first set of Yu-Gi-Oh! It'll be the most popular one by far. Then, I think IOC is kind of the outlier, but I think IOC is, like, the best it's set card quality-wise. Yes, yeah. that, that I think IOC is the one, as a competitive player, when I look at this, I don't think, me personally, I'll really... Like, I'm not going to go to my locals and buy a box of LOB and open it. I'm not going to buy mm -hmm. Metal Raiders. I might, when this comes out, I might buy a box of IOC and open it. Yes. Just because I well, actually, that's, that's the cards that, that, that I that like. changed the game. Of course, also. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so when I look at this from like a store's perspective, I'm stocking up on LOB, I'm stocking up on IOC, and I'm stopping up, and I'm maybe hedging Metal Raiders. But I don't, so, so, I just don't know why they'd release all five in the same day. So it's like, another, another thing that's really interesting to note that I think a lot of people have sort of neglected, but I think we've, we've been sort of like... Uh, you know, we, we've been victim, well, not not victim, like subject to it from our friends in the community. Yeah, the, the Korean cards, right? You, you'll yeah. see people buy Korean boxes. I see this happen because the price point is so low, right? They're able to buy Korean LOB, crack it. The cards are worth nothing, but they're just happy to open the LOB set. And maybe, do you think that's sort of like played into it? Like, I feel like more Korean vintage product is opened by Westerners than actual people in Korea. Because oh, for why sure. Probably. You open it in Korea, yeah. right? Yes, and like I know, I know Max and Furman love listing their, their, their shitty Korean <laughs> cards. <laughs> Yo, yes. they sell. We ship so many Korean cards. We make so much money on them too. No, exactly. So, like, I guess that maybe, maybe, just maybe, 
there are enough people they have done their product research that's well, something i really did Odin, they're not paying a hundred dollars a box though is the thing you know what i mean yeah like they're not paying a hundred dollars a box of korean stuff so well, these like, will be like, like, like what 30 or 20 for an lob box i don't right? know it and depends i'm not, I'm not like sure 70? it's just like what these are probably going to be regular packs right like surely yeah yeah, yeah. this is just going to be maybe at at best they're not 450 a pack maybe at best for four dollars a pack but even no, you know, I, I think but, I think they're gonna keep the same MSRP. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So but even yeah. even 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 then, right? Like these are just gonna be these are just gonna be regular packs, and it's just like I, I don't know, man. I'm 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 just not. I don't. I feel like I, I, we're getting I, I just oversaturated with stuff like this, and I don't know who's left to to buy them. If, if that makes I'm, I'm if that makes any the sense. Local stores. Um, however, when, when stuff like this happens and you do have five sets come out the same day, um, and stores might get overwhelmed, here's, here's what does tend to happen. Okay, wait, right? sorry. I need to say it's... something real quick yeah. before, cause okay. I'm, I'm just going to be laughing. Okay. So I just clicked the actual product page and the mock-up of the yeah. image. It is, it is the pack with a 25th anniversary yeah, stamp yeah. on it. And then it says official tournament star launch date, uh, July 12th, 2023, Launch date, July 14, 2023. Konami tournament legal date, already legal. Perfect. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> okay, sorry, continue. But yeah, so like, what'll happen is I think this product itself, because of like how it is being released and how everything is sort of like surrounding it, right? Like this is might be viewed as an undesirable product unless pre-sales go quite well for the stores that have put pre-sales up already. Um, you'll have either low projection numbers from distributors so a low amount will be ordered a low amount will be produced i guess like with that far out should be okay um and then you'll have like stores not ordering a lot because there's going to be five sets coming out on a respective day right you might see some really good value retention if you do get a case of this and you keep it because i feel like this might just be poorly received and you print money later because not that much of it exists or it's well received and there's high enough demand for it where you yeah like i i think it might just be a no-brainer if you're just getting it to like sit on it should be okay right like that 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 just seems like a really good thing regardless there's no mid-ground where i think i'm losing money on a set like this if i if i'm buying a case from that market watch perspective but i just think okay you know what to be honest with you now that i'm looking at it more and we've talked about it more i feel a lot less bad about these products as a whole than i <laughs> did when we started i actually feel like these are probably fine however five on the same day is too many yeah that is that is I, all i'll say they cut dark crisis from the lineup i think they should have also asked i think they should have also asked pharaoh servant and spell ruler and they should have just gone with lob mel raiders invasion of chaos that's just how yeah, i feel no, about I, it I, I agree I, and I even agree. then like three is a lot too it, three right? is a lot <laughs> No, surely they can just like stagger the release over no, the that's anime the other one. and make it more special, so, right? So something something Pokemon did for their anniversary recently that I thought was really cool is they had they had a release called the first partner pack, and it was oversized mm -hmm. promos of the starter Pokemon. And they didn't release all eight generations in the same day. They released mm -hmm. them every month and a half throughout the year. Yeah. So the did, whole yeah. so the whole year you had even if you weren't buying you know like celebrations or like the super expensive products throughout the whole year if you wanted the whole collection you would have to go out to your game store and buy one you know buy one of the promo packs every month month and a half and it was just something mm -hmm. to you know keep you coming back and it's like i feel like if they space these out over the course of 
you know, maybe two months each, it would be a lot more palatable, you know, like you start with LOB and then you go to Metal Raiders and then, you know, like a couple of months later, you know, Soul Ruler, Pharaoh Servant, and then, then you crescendo with Invasion of Chaos to really, you know, like round out like the history of early Yu-Gi-Oh! And I just got five in one day is so crazy. I, 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 I'm, I'm really fascinated. And, it, and, and there's probably going to be like, there's definitely going to be other products coming out for the 25th anniversary, sh- hopefully, right? Like that would be crazy mm. if there were no more. So also notably, um, these products all have the stamp on them. Uh, Maze of Memories does not. And Photon Hypernova also does not, despite releasing in 2023. So um, do not have the stamp. They do not have the 25th. They do not have the quarter century stamp. Um, on the, on I think the it's packs. only after a certain date. So, so I think it's, yeah. so, I think so it's, it's March. Likely this is the, the post-World set where we will see well, the 25th anniversary. No, because the 25th anniversary oh. Legendary Collection comes out in, in April. So may, in, maybe in April. maybe no, anything no, like, after like, April will have the same. I feel, I feel like it's very likely that the, the first core set for the new calendar year will, will end up being... Oh, not the new calendar year, but sorry, like the, the post-World's like, calendar year. Um, we'll so that makes sense also. Set. Because that would be because uh, new, new rarity, right? Because well, like first one, Hypernova is already it, it already exists, and it's very likely that the other set has already been printed. So Cyberstorm Access exists, probably but... won't have quarter century rares, right? Yeah, like Cyberstorm I, I, Access I believe... probably won't be. However, one thing is I'm not going to go into super great detail about this, and if you are, and if you don't know what this is, I guess just look it up. I don't know how to explain it like succinctly. Um, the the set after Cyberstorm Access is called Duelist Nexus. And as we all know, packs that have Duelist in the name are the start of the new series, right? So this is a green pack. Again, a lot of words. If you have no idea what I'm saying, Google Booster mm-hmm. Pack Rainbow and your mind will be blown. So Duelist is Nexus fun. is a green pack again. And this is the one that it sounds like will be having... Yeah, so it says quarter century secret rares will replace the usual prismatic secret rares to commemorate the 25th anniversary of the Yu-Gi-Oh! official card game. So it looks like Duelist Nexus will be the first set for the OCG that will be getting quarter century rares. So yeah, yeah maybe Cyberstorm Access will come out for us in May. And despite coming out after the 25th anniversary Legendary Collection will not be 25th anniversary branded, then we'll have our first pack after Worlds, or after the WCQ and Worlds presumably will be Duelist Nexus. And that will be a green pack that will have the 25th anniversary branding. And then it'll be the best set ever with 20 with quarter century rares. And we will all frolic into the sunset ready for our reprints of Legend of Blue Eyes through Invasion of Chaos. And it will all make sense. Maybe it will all make sense then. And we just don't see the vision yet. All right. <laughs> and that's that. And that's that. Yes. <laughs> Alright, so any like closing thoughts? This went this went way longer than we thought, but I actually enjoyed this conversation a lot. I, I, I think we touched on a lot of really cool things. But um so I guess like it seemed like I was definitely I'm definitely probably being overly critical on these products. I think no, I don't at think this you point, are at all. I, I think I think we're being appropriately critical because with the information given, yes. there's no way that these are like worth it to the majority of people. Yeah. And it's stores buy this, I think they're gonna be sitting on a lot of it. So unless unless the product is different than the product d- d- description says. 
Right. Absolutely. For the sake of surprises. And then everyone's upset <laughs> because they didn't buy any of it. And then it's a million dollars on their, on the secondary market because nobody ordered it. Cause it wasn't going to be good. And then it's mm-hmm. actually good. And then everyone's upset. Can you go on TCG player and see that all the boxes that are sold are selling less than what you bought yeah. them for? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this will be another one of those things. Potentially. In, unless the, the set is better than what is. Yeah. <laughs> unless, unless LOB got better <laughs> in yes. the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So yeah. Um, I think that kind of covers everything I wanted to say. I, I'm, I'm, I am interested to see. I'm very happy they're doing a, tw- a quarter century and 25th anniversary run for the for the TCG. If this is all we get, I'll be a little disappointed. But I feel like there's no way this is all we get. But I am, I am cautiously no, I, optimistic. I, I'm sure we'll get some crazy thing. Yeah. As well. Yeah. But I'm cautiously optimistic. Um. Odin, how do you feel about it? Uh, I, I'm just gonna wait and see. I, like, <laughs> every, I, I feel like we've gone through every potential prediction, and we really can't tell until you know the product is in people's hands, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. We'll thank you. The, all. We'll see the leaks in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you all for. So, so unless joining so us. like I'm pretty sure because, uh, it's again, it's just like an old core set. I think you might see, um, content creators getting this significantly earlier you might have a jerome video leading up to something like this which will be really interesting oh, i yeah. can't wait to see what that oh, i can't wait that'll be so fun yeah watching so, like, jerome open a legendary collection will be so fun oh my god i can't wait i love yeah. i love the jerome videos i love them <laughs> i think they're so great just, yeah. just, just, just all the decks around him as he, as he like explains a deck or like opens packs. I actually love it. It, it, it it's so cool. I would it love her to legendary collection. Please, Jerome, do it. Please. Hopefully, he's listening to the yeah, podcast. Yeah, he is the best pack opening <laughs> channel on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> but yes, um, yeah. Once we have more information, I'm sure we can more adequately uh, assess these. But as of right now, we're just speculating, and. Um, I hope it works out. I truly do. I'm not I'm not hoping these don't do well. The only the one thing I'm gonna keep harping on now is God, five sets in one day is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know. I know, I know, I know. And what that will mean <laughs> is the cows come home, Ryan. You're gonna, you're gonna <sighs> I know. I know. Okay. I know I will. Okay. So um this was I guess our quarter century, you know, uh, episode. I guess we yeah. spent an, an hour on that. That was crazy. But um yeah, uh, so next week I think we'll try and do uh we'll try and do like a 2022 roundup. Uh we might try and get a special guest or something, you know, we can talk about the events that have transpired and the sets yeah. that have come out and you know, sort of get that out before the new years have give you something to listen to uh you know, if you're doing something for new years or maybe you're working new years and you you want to you know have something to listen to while you work, so. For sure. Yeah. So thank you all for for listening. Um and yeah, we'll be we'll be here with the 2022 roundup next week. So stay tuned for that. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, etc. Et yes, Happy Non-Denominational <laughs> Season. Something. Yeah.